Greetings. I'm Steve Durr. Today our reading is from Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36 and going to verse 75. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor, Judas, had been given them a prearranged signal. You know who to arrest when I greet them with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why don't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, 
you have said it. And in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes to show his horror and said, Blasphemy! Why do we need any other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists, and some slapped him, jeering, prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you that time? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside the courtyard. A servant girl came up over to him and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, You must be one of them. We can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter swore, A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't even know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away weeping bitterly. Okay, as I read this passage again, preparing for this devotional, I just felt heavy-hearted particularly as I thought about all the different people that surrounded Jesus in this story. And as I thought about Jesus' real emotions and what he might have been feeling and thinking and Jesus' experiences with these people in all of those moments, Jesus' closest friends were there with him late at night, after a big meal, (laughs) and they can't keep from falling asleep. They're unaware of Jesus in agony, praying to God in the garden, knowing what's coming. And instead of checking in with Jesus, keeping watch with Jesus, he repeatedly has to check in with them only to find them sleeping and oblivious to what he's going through. His friend Judas, who arrives with armed temple guards and betrays him with a warm greeting and kiss. Jesus' friends making a run for it and deserting him when he's seized. I think about the high priest and the temple officials who daily led people to worship the God of Israel showing incredibly poor integrity, a thirst for power, and conspiring with false witnesses to have Jesus, God in flesh, killed, and then spitting on him and striking him, mocking him. And then Peter, who misguidedly tried to defend Jesus in the garden and then followed Jesus to his trial, denied even knowing Jesus three times. In such a short time span, Jesus was let down, betrayed, abandoned, and denied by some of his closest friends. The people you'd expect to be 
the most pious and holy, those who were priests in the temple, were plotting and lying and self-protecting to the point of seeking death for Jesus. These are the people Jesus came to die for, right? That he's been teaching. What would it have been like to be Jesus alone in a cell after all of these moments? Alone, hurt, knowing what's to come. I can't imagine how alone it would have felt. What was on his mind? If it was me, I suppose I'd think about all the people around me and just how lost and broken and scared and sinful (laughs) and in pain they are. Just how I saw the depth of humanity in that time period. And now would be a good time to call those angel armies and break out and say, they're just not worth it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But as Romans 5.8 reminds us, it's while we were still sinners that Jesus died for us. Why? Because of love. It's a demonstration of love, God's love for us. If today you feel like God can't accept or love you, if you are haunted by things you've done and secretly believe that you are disqualified from being a part of God's family, recognize today that Jesus faced some gut-wrenching disappointment, loss, and pain from the people closest to him. He saw them at their worst And he went to the cross and loved them to his most. He gave it all. And Jesus sees and loves you. He wants to give each of us freedom. And he wants to cut away the shame. And he wants to cut away the condemnation. And he invites each of us to life with him. Imagine Jesus is looking at you right now and saying, I know you fully and I love you. I forgive you. I want to be with you. Do you believe him? If so, I invite you just to say yes even out loud right now. Yes, I do, Jesus. Thank you, God. Would you join me in praying together? Jesus, I'm just moved by your faithfulness. your faithfulness to go to the cross for the joy set before you to endure the cross, your love for each and every one of us 
your desire for each and every one of us, your forgiveness that's offered to each and every one of us in a relationship with us that you so desire. God, today, would you bring healing and hope to those of us who for whatever reason feel disqualified or unable to uh, be loved by you or receive love from you, that we would know that you do love us, that you see the fullness of our brokenness and instead of rejecting us, You run to us and you want to bring healing to us. And so today, God, we just say yes to you. Heal us, forgive us, and we say yes to you. We love you, God. Thank you for this opportunity to be together. Thank you for Jesus who offers us new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.